Does your organization have clearly defined core values? Are your values part of your team's daily routine? How do these values impact the lives of the people in your organization and the community you serve? Hello, and welcome to a Rocket IT podcast on the importance of promoting core values that support your organization's mission and purpose. I'm your host, Matt Hyatt, and today we'll be interviewing a guest from a special nonprofit organization that truly takes core values to heart. Nestled in the community of Flowery Branch, Eagle Ranch provides local children and their families with the resources needed to recover from crisis situations. Like Rocket IT, their core values are based on a deep desire to help people thrive. Because of this similarity, the Rocket IT team has naturally found itself working alongside Eagle Ranch over previous years, and that partnership continues in 2019. To raise both awareness and funds for the organization's mission, Rocket IT has partnered with Eagle Ranch to present a 5K and fun run event on June 1st. From competitive racing to leisurely strolls across Eagle Ranch's 315-acre property, this event offers attendees a great opportunity to compete, relax, and benefit in an amazing cause. If you or someone you know is interested in attending this year's event, we encourage you to either visit the Get Involved section of Eagle Ranch's website or click the link in this episode's description for more details. Additionally, if you should have any other questions, please feel free to send an email at marketing at rocketit.com. Without further ado, I'd like to introduce one of the driving forces behind Eagle Ranch's success, Director of Development, Kelly Brewer. Having been part of the Eagle Ranch team for more than five years, not only has Kelly assisted in the rehabilitation of local families, she's done so in a way that helps them thrive for years to come. From her passionate efforts, Kelly has aggregated funding to assist the campus's accredited school, recreational facilities, and community homes for residing boys and girls. In her leadership position, Kelly continuously reflects on the seven core values of Eagle Ranch, using each as a background to guide her team's decision-making processes. While every organization's mission is unique, today's segment will hopefully provide you with some food for thought when reflecting on how you can better serve your clients consumers, or community. Kelly, welcome and hello. From myself and listeners alike, we're extremely excited to have you with us today. Oh, Matt. Well, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me and thank you for having a conversation about core values and what they can mean. Absolutely. So I'd love to kind of just kick things off uh, with a reflection on some of uh, our values, and maybe we can use that as a way to explore a little bit about Eagle Ranch and learn a little bit more about what drives your decisions there. Right. Uh, but, you know, even before we do that, just tell us a little bit about the ranch. How did it get started? Oh, gosh. Uh, so Eagle Ranch next year is going to be our 35th year. Is that right? Yes. Wow. Of serving boys and girls in crisis. Uh, we're located just down the road, right by Chateau Elan, okay. if you know where that is. Yeah. And we serve boys and girls throughout Metro Atlanta uh, and North Georgia. So that's kind of our our local market area. So, right. yeah. So the the ranch was founded, just our, our founder, who is still uh, very active in the ranch today, just really had a burden for hurting children. He mm. grew up in a very uh, idyllic 
middle class family, and he just thought everyone grew up that way. Right. And when he came to learn that that was not the case, and really he was probably more the exception, not the norm, it's, it's just kind of like God planted something really deep in him to want to help others. So that's kind of how we got started. Oh, my goodness. So I've been to Eagle Ranch a number of times, and it's a beautiful campus. It's pretty big. Uh, and it's sort of set up like a neighborhood. Can you tell us about uh, how it's uh, designed and what the what the idea is there? Yeah. So we have 10 homes. Uh, we have six boys' homes, four girls' homes. And that's exactly right. It's supposed to feel like a neighborhood. Mm-hmm. When um, children come to the ranch, we really try to position it as your second home. Uh-huh. So you're not being penalized. You're not being sent to an institution. You know, this is your second home. So it definitely has a, a home-type vibe. And actually, as we talk about core values, one of our core values is that we create a peaceful, stable environment mm. for the kids that live with us. Right. Because a lot of them are coming from chaotic situations. So sure. that peaceful environment, that beauty, um, mm. it really is a part of that healing process. Mm-hmm. So can you tell us a, bit, a little bit about the situations that cause folks to connect with Eagle Ranch and how your mission plays out in those yeah. families? Yeah, I'd like to tell people when they say what kind of child comes to Eagle Ranch, uh, it's a child that you know. Oh, you know, yeah. it really, I mean, I think we all can think of um, families that have struggled or maybe we've struggled think we all struggle from mm-hmm, time sure. to time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we help boys and girls. We're kind of living at home kind of isn't an option anymore. Oh, I see. So usually Eagle Ranch is a couple rungs down the down the ladder in terms of, you know, maybe you've tried counseling with your child or mm-hmm. um, you've tried some different things and it's just not getting you the traction that you need. So maybe the child is defiant. Maybe they're depressed. Maybe they have anxiety. Maybe they're angry. Mm. A lot of our kids come from, you know, maybe a parent has died or their parents have been divorced right. or the parent is addicted and maybe they're being raised by grandma. So, um, you know, our job is to partner with whoever's in that parental role mm. and come alongside them and just help them work through, you know, whatever the challenges are. And usually, you know, what we what we all know is it's usually not just the child. It usually there's something going on right. with the whole family dynamic. Sure. And so we want to not only try to help the child, but we really want to try to help the whole family get healthier. So, so this results uh, in the child actually moving to the ranch. Correct. And how long do they stay? Average length of stay for a child at Eagle Ranch is about two years. Wow. Yeah. So it's and when they come in, I mean, it's all based on goals. So we're setting goals with that child and that child's family. And Mm -hmm. from day one, our goal is, you know, we're going to do the hard work so you can go home. Right. Is is the idea. But it's uh, about two year program. Uh, The kids do go home every other weekend. Okay. And they go home on holidays. Okay. And the reason we do that is they are learning new ways to communicate, new ways to cope. Mm. Their families are learning new ways to communicate, new ways to hope. So we do want them going home from time to time and right. kind of practicing <laughs> what they're learning and then coming back and talking about, well, what went well and what didn't. Right. So it's kind of a really unique model. And is there an age range of the kids that uh, come to the ranch? Yeah. So right now, I think we, we just brought in a little girl last week who's eight. Oh, wow. I know. Mm. Uh, eight and then up to about 17. Okay. Average age of a child at Eagle Ranch is about 12 and a half. Mm-hmm. And we do have on the, um, the intake process, 
um, coming into the program, the child can't be older than ninth grade. So that's kind of our cutoff. I see. They may live there beyond ninth grade, but in terms of coming in, we've just found that we have more success if we can catch that child. So that's about 15 is sort of the cutoff for coming in. So they come to the ranch and they stay there for a period of time, sometimes up to two years or so, and then they go back home. Right. Wow. Fantastic. Right. That's the goal. That's the goal. <laughs> and that's the thing with, with children's programs. And, and the reason we feel so strongly about engaging the families and really being about family restoration is with um, with children's homes, you know, 90% of those kids, when they leave, they got to go somewhere. Right. And 90% of them go home, whatever mm. home is, grandma, right. aunt, uncle, mm. intact family. So having the families involved throughout the entire process. They actually come to the ranch twice a month and get counseling as well, the families. Oh, okay. So we're really working on the whole equation. Wow. And so you mentioned boys' homes mm-hmm. and girls' homes. Surely there are other people there with them. <laughs> Tell us about that. <laughs> They're running loose in the home. Yeah, so that sounds like more chaos. It not really less. does. That's not what <laughs> chaos is not one of our core values. So <laughs> So how does that work? Yeah. So we have um, every home has a house parent couple that that's their full time job. So they live in the home. They're modeling a healthy family life. Uh, A lot of our house parents actually have kids of their own. So they're actually doing life as a family. They just happen to have, you know, seven teenage boys living with them, which, (laughs) oh, my goodness. Anyways, um, so we have a house parent couple. Also, every home has um, what is called a program assistant. And mm-hmm. these are young men and women who have just graduated from college. Mm-hmm. kind of act like the big brother, big sister in the house, oh, if that okay. makes sense. Yeah, sure. A little more peer-to-peer. Right. And it's a, that's a residency program where they actually live on campus for two years. And it's a great way for these young men and women to figure out, is this a field I really yeah. want to be in? So usually most of them have their degree in either, you know, counseling or social work or ministry, and they're really getting a hands-on opportunity to see, is this what I want to do? That's fantastic. Yeah, it's really a neat model. And then we have five uh, master-level licensed counselors, which oversee the home. So it's one counselor for every two homes, and they're responsible for the care of the the children in those two homes and also the children's families. Oh, I see. So there's so another connection point, there sort of is. bridge between the, the child and the, and the family. That's nice. right. So the counselor is sort of the linchpin to all the home life things. And then we have a SACS accredited school. So when the kids are at Eagle Ranch, they do go to school on campus because statistics show at-risk kids are usually two to three years behind. Uh-huh. Really hard for the public school system. So they system. actually attend school right there yep. on, the, on the ranch. Yep. Fantastic. Now, like I said, I've been to the ranch, and it sort of looks like camp. You know, there's <laughs> I, I, there's a lake and uh, yeah. canoes, and there's horses and a barn. Uh, it's a really beautiful property. Can you tell us a little bit more about the amenities? Why why all that uh, fun stuff? Yeah, so it's interesting. A lot of times people um, come out to the ranch, and it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's just it. it it's that core value, that peaceful, stable environment. But um, underneath that beauty, there's so much pain. Mm. And it's almost like it acts as a, a counterbalance mm. to the pain mm. of these kids and families and what they're going through. So we um, we recently had a, a lady who was a PTSD expert. Um, she came out to the ranch. She wanted to learn about our program. And 
Not that we do a whole lot with PTSD, although some of our kids have that. But she made the comment that the two biggest factors in healing for people with PTSD is beauty and security. Oh, interesting. I thought that was really interesting. So we're big on, we want the kids outdoors. We want them playing. We take away their cell phones when they come. Oh, really? Yeah, so they hate our guests. Wait a second. (laughs) Yeah, what? you're saying they're teenagers that come mm-hmm. to the ranch and they have to part with their cell phone. They do. Do they do they run away? <laughs> oh my gosh! I mean, work? you would just think we cut off their you know right arm. <laughs> but but part of the ranch and the reason that we have you know we have a pool, we have tennis, we have a gym, we have a lake, we have kayak, canoeing, fishing, equine is in a lot of cases we're trying to give these kids their childhood back. Mm. Yeah, I remember one time uh, one of the kids told Mr. Eddie, he said, um, somehow, He's the founder. yes, yep. he said, uh, somehow I feel younger here, uh, which I thought was about the sweetest that's thing pretty cool. you could say. So, wow. yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's really well, it sounds like a cool. fun place to be. It is. It, the kids might not say that initially, but right. they come to love it. Yeah, oh, I bet they do. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about you. How, how did you get involved in the ranch? Yeah. So, um it was a, certainly a windy road with uh, with that. I uh, before I've been at the ranch five years, but before coming to the ranch, I um, was part owner in a community magazine and a advertising agency. And the ranch was actually a client of mine. Ah, uh-huh, okay. And so I'd started working with them, and uh, finally went out to tour and visit. And I mean, my mouth just dropped open. <laughs> I was like, "What in the world is right. going on out here?" I mean, it was just. First of all, when they said they had 300 acres, I thought, where's their 300 acres near Chateau Elan? <laughs> right. You know, like, where is that? And right. it's tucked away back there. But just what they were doing and the passion for what they were doing and the impact they were making. I mean, I just fell in love with the program. Shortly thereafter, I got invited to join their board. Mm. At the first board meeting, they started talking about this development and outreach position. Oh. And um, my heart They just, were planting a seed. My heart was pounding in my chest because I don't know if you know this, Matt, but print publishing is not the business to go into these days. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was, here too many yeah, those, so. it was 15 years ago, right. but I mean, I had sort of known that there was a day of reckoning coming and, right. and I also just really felt like God was, he was leading me towards something else, but I had no idea what it was. So, I mean, it's just really sweet right. how he just kind of made a way huh. to, to be at Eagle Ranch. And it's been the biggest blessing of my life. I mean, that's a funny thing. And I don't know if you, if you feel this way, but like, you ever go into a situation and you're like, you know, well, I'm just going to bless this place. They're going to be so blessed by me and my <laughs> gifts. And, well, I'm going to teach them all these great things and show them all these. And, I mean, I went there one week and I'm like, this is such a blessing to be here. <laughs> you know, right? it's blessed me way so beyond anything. Turn. Yeah. Yeah. Very humbling. Very oh, humbling. I that works out, though. That's, yeah. That's, that's great. It's pretty cool. So uh, tell us a, a little bit about what you do there. What's what's your role? Okay. So my role is more external. So I, I do get to work some with the kids, but I have to be really intentional about spending time with the kids or I could go a week without right. seeing them. So right. so my role is really more on the outreach side. So I'm working with potential donors. I'm working with groups that have expressed an interest about coming and doing a tour. Mm. I work with people who, you know, uh, they maybe had a rough upbringing and they really have a heart for this ministry and they're trying to figure out how do I plug in? Where do I fit? Mm. That's kind of. So you're really a connector to the yeah. community. Yeah. Uh, I bet you're good at that. I I love it. Thank you. But I do. <laughs> I like it to go talk to rotary groups and churches and just anybody that wants to learn more about the ranch. And 
And then more importantly, if they have a heart for what we do, just figuring out a way to really make it right. a good thing for everybody. So we know that the ranch is sort of tucked away and uh, in Flowery Branch, which is probably about 45 minutes, maybe 30 minutes uh, uh, sort of north and east of Rocket IT, mm-hmm. uh, probably about an hour uh, given on the time of day <laughs> from, from Atlanta. Yep. Uh, so is where are you doing your outreach? Uh, do you spend time in Gwinnett? Is it Atlanta? Is it further away? Yeah. So it's uh, all of the above, which is a little overwhelming sometimes. So we... Um, Where will you focus your attention? I will do all of it. (laughs) The answer is yes, which is a really bad business answer. (laughs) Was it when you try to do everything, you do nothing kind Uh, of thing? But um, And that's interesting because one of the things about me coming to Eagle Ranch is we had a pretty strong uh, base of supporters in Gainesville mm -hmm. and Atlanta, Mm -hmm. but just sort of jumped over Gwinnett. And that's a million people. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so uh, I know our founder, Eddie Staub, you know, he always says, you know, I just feel so bad. I haven't, you know, I haven't been able really to develop Gwinnett. And I look around the ranch, everything you see is paid for. Mm. And I'm thinking, Eddie, you spent the time exactly where you were supposed to spend the time. But it it is really cool because of my long history in Gwinnett to be able, you know, one of the things when I left my my old job was um, what I thought I would miss the most was just all the relationships, right? Yeah, sure. You know, you have all these friends and clients and right. people that you're used to seeing. And I bet you 40%, 50% of them now are involved in some shape <laughs> or form with Eagle Ranch. So it's wonderful that I still get to have those connections. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. And we do some stuff in Athens and I mean, we have donors all over the country. And I, I think maybe that's because, you know, people move and mm. You know, it's just interesting to see keep the story. Yeah, the different yeah. ways people get connected. I love it. Yeah. So let's talk about values a little bit. Okay. Uh, and uh, I know uh, Rocket IT. One of our values is to connect with people. Uh, we see that obviously as an opportunity at every turn when we're serving folks uh, and they're having some sort of technology issue and they need help. Uh, we train our team members to focus on the human. Uh, rather than the computer. You know, a lot of us right. technologists, we're sort of drawn towards that bright screen, but uh, <laughs> stopping a little bit and say, hey, wait a second, there's a human here that I'm trying to, to support and help. Yeah. And so making that human connection is really important to us. I'm I think sure. that really differentiates you guys. Well, thank you. I, I really do. I it's like it. uh, I, I, I've heard some of your clients say, you know, they're so fun to work with. And I'm oh. like, <laughs> IT and fun usually don't go together. So that to right. me is a huge different differentiation. Well, we hire really silly people. So yeah. that, that <laughs> silly, <helps>. smart people. <laughs> <laughs> so that helps. Uh, but I'd love to hear how uh, how your values uh, sort of come to life at Eagle Ranch. Can you tell us about some of them? Yeah, some of our company values or yeah. our ministry values. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So this is kind of interesting being that I used to have a marketing business. I mean, I've spent sort of my career helping companies craft mission statements mm. and value statements and develop sure. strategies. But I have never worked with an organization that we actually like refer to them all the time, right. <laughs> as opposed to let's come up with this and then we put it in a drawer and it, right. you don't do anything Just with it. on the wall. Somewhere. Yeah. So yeah. I was I was laughing when we were uh, discussing this earlier about our core values. Our annual report just came out, and we actually have our core values on the back of our annual report. Oh, so um, one of the things that's been a challenge is we do have seven core values, which oh. 
Uh, any marketing expert would tell you not to have that many. <laughs> but I guess they, I, I guess uh, Eddie was having a hard time narrowing it down. But we talk about all of these, but I'll just talk about a couple of them. Yeah, sure. If that's okay. Absolutely. So, um, and I love this. This first one we consider the care of children a sacred trust. Mm. So it's beyond, you know, this is a good thing to do or it's the right thing to do. It is a sacred trust. And, and he reminds us of that all the time that, you know, if you look at the, the span of someone's life, you know, we have them for this very short time mm -hmm. and we can choose to just babysit them mm -hmm. or we can pour everything we've got into mm -hmm. having this child make a turn. Yeah. So that to me, just even the word sacred trust. I mean, it just gets your attention like we're not messing around here. Right. So um, and that ties into our why. You know, we have a big conversation. We're always being reminded about our why, which, which is? is awesome. We have two whys. More um, than one. I know. <laughs> He's an overachiever. It's a, it's a miracle. I can remember this because yes. you can attest that I'm not reading our whys. So. But um, our whys I'll is. Put you on the spot here. Yeah, that's okay. Um, uh, I had my coffee this Eddie's morning. Eddie's not here, so if you make up a new one, yeah, he won't know. <laughs> yeah, we'll just say that was our why. So uh, the first why is um, we are to be the hands and feet of Jesus oh. to a hurting world. Wow. So I love it. Yeah, if I don't feel like coming in, it's like, well, i got to be the hands and feet, so I better get up and get moving. That's so, a pretty tall order. It's a very tall order. So mm -hmm. that's one of our whys. And then the other why, and it kind of it's, it alludes to what you said earlier, is we want Eagle Ranch. When people come to the ranch, mm -hmm. That um, there's just no mistake that God is still alive and well on planet right. Earth. That that I mean, if you know the story of the ranch, it's just miracle after miracle after miracle. We don't we don't get any state or government money. It's all privately funded, and just that you know, God is alive and well on planet Earth right. by the presence of this place. So those those are our whys. So yeah. I I digress, but <laughs> so uh, sacred trust. Um, I love this this other one. Uh, we are a community that serves communities. Hmm. What do you mean by that? So it it just makes what we do a lot bigger than put your head down and serve kids. Although put your head down there's and serve plenty, kids. Plenty of that, I'm yeah, <laughs> but it's just this idea of you know here we've been doing this thirty five years. We've done a lot of things right. We've done a lot of things wrong, and to be able to transplant that knowledge mm -hmm. and help others. So like our founder, he spends about 30% of his time these days helping others who want to start children's homes. Oh, wow. And we actually have them come to the ranch. They stay there free of charge. We teach them everything about the program, about fundraising, about having a board, all of that at no charge. So mm. it's just, and, and it's even expanded beyond that where he's helping other nonprofit leaders that aren't even in the child care field, but right. just that idea of we want us, we're a community that serves communities. We, we put on CTU events for um, counselors. We work with school guidance counselors. We encourage them. So we're just always looking for ways to reach out and it may never come back to benefit us directly, Sure, but that's totally okay. Well, you're paying it forward in a big way yeah. and that's almost certain to deliver a dividend. Yes. And right. I feel like you guys do that when I when I look at the things that you're involved in, even your involvement at Eagle Ranch. Like, Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. intentional. I want to go back to something you sort of touched on a few times, this idea of trust. And and that resonates with me. Another of our core values is to be passionate stewards. Hmm. And that's very much a trust thing, right? Yes. And in our industry, that's important. 
if uh, if you've got a computer, uh, as an example, uh, that computer has probably got financial information. It's probably got emails, both business and personal. It's a big trust thing right. to allow us to help manage that computer or that network. And so it's really important to us that we are good stewards of that trust that's been given to us. Yes. But wow, Eagle Ranch, you've taken that to a whole other level. You're entrusted with the lives of an actual human being uh, for a time, <laughs> not just a short time, not a weekend, right. but maybe a couple of years. Right. Tell us about that. Is that I mean, I'm that's, sure that's on your mind all the time. Oh, gosh. And I, I know one thing our, our founder talks about a lot is, you know, he said we've had times in our history where we might have to shut down a home for a period of time because we have a house parent opening. Hmm. And I mean, we might go through a hundred house parent applications. Oh, and, wow. and Eddie's, you know, comment always, if I wouldn't put my own child in that home, right. we'll shut down a home before we have right. the wrong fit. Yeah, sure. Um, so that, that makes sense. That sort of sacred trust. But it's funny. Another one of our core values is we are careful stewards. Mm, so stewards of the children, sure. but also as it relates certainly to nonprofits and business in general. We want to be excellent stewards of the resources that are given to us. Absolutely. You know, the idea that people, there's so many places you can invest your money. And so we want to be known as careful, wise stewards. And I think if you come to Eagle Ranch and you see that everything's paid for and you see how things are done and be cared for, that's a huge issue for us. So I want to make sure our listeners heard what you just said. You've mentioned it a couple of times. 300 and something acre beautiful piece of land developed with paved streets and actual homes, a school. There's a chapel there, mm -hmm. the barn. I mean, there's a lot there. Yeah. You're saying it's paid for. Yeah. It, it is. There's no debt. There's no debt. That's an incredible accomplishment. It is an incredible accomplishment. Um, just the the philosophy to... We're not going to build anything till we raise all the money. That's yeah. been from day one. I was going to ask if that's always been that way. Yeah, from day one. And, and the idea around that was we didn't want our supporters having to service debt. Mm -hmm. People don't give to a nonprofit so we can pay debt service. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so they give to a nonprofit because they want to help kids. Yeah, sure. So it, it, it allows us, I think it's like 81 cents on every dollar goes directly to our kids and program. So we're... For as beautiful as it is, we run lean and mean so that that <laughs> money can go to the kids. And I'll give you a perfect example. Our school, uh, our sex accredited school, took us five years to raise the money for that school. And so our kids were in trailers for oh, five yeah. years wow. till we raised the money. But I mean, he was just steadfast. Like, you know, if God wants us to have this, he will bring the people. Right. We would have liked him to brought them a little sooner. <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I just love that. Mm -hmm. That conviction and that faith, like if this is what we're supposed to do, it's going to happen. So I love it. Yeah. So looking ahead and kind of trying to peer out into the future, 35 years is a, is a pretty good long time. Yes. Where are you headed? Uh, what role does innovation play in your vision for the future? Is it bigger? Is it more? Is it uh, another campus? What's what's sort of on your mind? So looking forward. That is a great question that ties into our seventh core value. Oh, of course it does. <laughs> How convenient. I know. I know. So um, one of our core values is we are committed to timeless innovation. Hmm. And 
that is a really carefully crafted statement. And what I mean by that is timeless innovation is the key phrase there because, you know, um, trends come and go. What's the latest thing? It comes and goes. And I know our founder is very big on first and foremost, uh, from a from a money standpoint, we just don't have a lot of margin to make a bunch of mistakes. Right. So we're not going to run <laughs> off and do something half caught because we don't right. we don't have the ability to. Right. <laughs> the finances to do that. So sure. he's very, very careful. So I think we are extremely innovative, but we do call ourselves incrementalist. Oh, huh. so, so That's just an interesting like, term. yeah, just like the school. So uh, the school came about because our kids were two and three years behind. Public school could not remediate them. And public schools are awesome in our area. But sure. I mean, that's a tall order. Of course. So we started out by taking our four <laughs> toughest kids and homeschooling them at Eagle Ranch. Wow. And what we found was we were able to catch them up two grades inside of like eight months. Are you serious? Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. So, so it was that that the idea was born. Then we did the trailers. Then, so it just was this very – so everything we've done has been like that, which um, – so small steps. Yes, which yeah. drives me nuts, by the way, sometimes. <laughs> so I get very annoyed. But now, five years later, I've come to really respect and appreciate the mm. the careful steps. So to answer your question about innovation, so we're always just trying to get better at what we do. Right. Always going deeper with our program. And I can give you tons of examples of that. But from a from an innovative standpoint, this whole notion behind, we call it our WINGS initiative, which mm. is where we're going out and helping others start children's homes, oh, helping others start orphanages, helping others. So that's sort of one of our ways of replicating. Sure. But then we've also purchased some land uh, next door to us that we are still in the process of praying about. So this is not a done deal, but just to give you an idea of a thought process, um, we're talking about making it what we call our Wings Outreach Center. Oh, wow. And so the idea is we would have counseling for families maybe before they need Eagle Ranch, try mm -hmm. to catch them before they need Eagle Ranch. We would um, be able to offer counseling for families that graduate from our program, that they would have a place to go to continue their journey right. of healing and wellness. Um, talk about using it as a marriage retreat facility, um, wow. all, all sorts of uses. But, but I think what's always going to be core to us as we grow and innovate is just we are all about family restoration. We're about mm. families. And when I say families, I don't mean your traditional family per se, but just whatever that family looks like, if we can come alongside them, make them healthier, stronger, resilient, that's a great thing. Yeah, and that absolutely. helps our community and ultimately the world. So Terrific. that's my soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing that's very apparent when you visit the ranch, it's a pretty darn fun place to be. Uh, I think so. The yeah. kids don't always think so. But. I don't know. Every time I, I drive through there, mm -hmm. you know, you see the ball fields and a lot of times there are kids out there playing and you yeah. get on their horses and uh, the canoes and all that stuff. It just looks like a fun place to be. Uh, that's a core value of ours, by the way. Have a blast. The Rocket IT, we try and make everything as rockety as we can, so blast off. You know? <laughs> hey, but, how many core values do you have, by the way? Four. 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 Okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll try and get four more so that we can win. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we also agree, probably a smaller number of uh, core yeah. values, uh, easier. And we think of values, by the way, as the how do we behave, how do we make decisions. 
Mm-hmm. And you know, there we're humans. At least I am with a short. You know, there's there's only space for a few little key ideas, and more than three, four, five, and I'm probably just not going to remember them very well. Uh, it's hard to live by a lot of core values. So. Yes, but it's also tough to narrow them down too. Yes, if you sit down and think about what's important. Well, there are certainly a lot more than four or seven important things, you know, important rules to live by, right? But I love that fun is what made the top well, top list. <laughs> it is it is one of the four, but it's the last one. And the reason it's the last one is because uh, we know that it's important for us to hit the other values first hmm. and you know, get get the work done uh, to, make, <laughs> to make, you know, do the hard stuff. Uh, and that's the license to have a good time. But if we're not having fun, why are we here? You know, that's we should probably be spending our time some other way. That's but how, how does Eagle Ranch do that? What do you, yeah, what do, you do to get the kids engaged and the community engaged? And how do you use fun as uh, part of the story there? Okay. And, and before I answer that question, I just think what you hit on is so, you know, it's like if you're not going to have fun, what's the point? Mm. And I know sometimes you know, some people can think that just sounds super shallow. I am not one of those people for, for just in case you aren't sure. But I, I'll tell you, one of the things um, coming from being a small business owner yeah. and then going over and making that crazy jump, yes. you know, to the nonprofit sector, but um, especially and anyone in business or working, but it's like, it is so easy to get burned out and drained and you almost even forget, like, why did I even get in this field right. in the first place? Mm-hmm. I mean, I even feel that way about like the medical community. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, these people who are doctors, they got in it because they love people and they want to help people. But then a lot of doctors are just fried. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, I hate yeah. to say yeah, it that right. way, but they're just they, you know, they're it's 10 right. years into it and, mm-hmm. you know. It's easy to get burned out it when really, you're working like that. It really is. And so I remember one of the things I was talking to Eddie about when I was interviewing was I wanted balance. I had mm-hmm. to have balance. And I was very interested, like, how many hours a week? And and I know that sounds really small-minded to be asking <laughs> about how many hours a week. But, you know, at the time, my daughter was nine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I want to raise my daughter. I want to be healthy. I have friends. I have family. And um, I just made a decision Aside from the ranch's core values, which happen to align beautifully, but, you know, it's like, I want to be in this for the long haul. I want to wake up 10 years from now as excited about this job as I am today. But to do that is sometimes counterintuitive, Mm. you know, because it's like, well, I mean, I leave the ranch every day. There's always more I could do, (laughs) you know, and especially this is little kids. Come on, you can't do more. (laughs) You can't work harder, longer for kids. But um. You know, having fun, just enjoying every day is really important to me. And, I, you know, I spent a season when I was a business owner where, you know, I'd have these long seasons of working really, really hard. And then I would take like two weeks off. But the problem with that was it took me the first week of the two weeks just to, <laughs> right, you know, exactly. be able to breathe again and right. think straight again. And, and for me, that's not a way to live. Hmm. I, I want to enjoy every day and I want there to be hard work in every day, but I want there to be joy in every day. And, you know, the other thing I say is <laughs> life is too short for bad clients. Right. So it's just <laughs> like, and and life is too short for bad donors <laughs> and we don't have any, but it's just like, I want to work with people that I enjoy right. working with and we're on the same page and we're rowing in the same direction and it makes it so fun. I love it. So... I like the word joy as a proxy for the word fun, too. Yes. Because there, you know, it's fun. You can do the ha-ha fun. Yeah. But there's also just, uh, you know, 
pride in what you do and, and uh, yeah. it's just a joyful um, uh, experience. And I think maybe joyful is a little deeper because yeah. I think it does tie into purpose. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I want to love on people at the end of the day. I yeah. want to I want to have impact. I want to um, enhance whoever I come in contact with. I want them to be better because I spent, you know, 10 minutes with Kelly Brewer. I don't right. know. Um, so and, and so you see that with our program, too, and with our children. A lot of these kids, you know, if you're used to chaos, you just expect chaos. So right. just, you know, whether it's peace or stability or we're just going to go have fun. You know, it's hard work to have fun if you don't know how to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Especially, I'm sure there are, yeah, rules of engagement and sort of yeah. structure that maybe they not always are used to. Yes. And, yeah. and, and you know, we're, we do this, uh, it's called choice consequence. That's oh. a choice consequence model. And so you got to make good choices and make good choices, then the fun increases. <laughs> <All> <laughs> and right. If you make bad choices and, you know, there, there are consequences um, for that, but it's, really and and i think sometimes um fun and joy is counterintuitive and and what i mean by that is uh, one of the things we have our kids do every month is they go out in the community and serve oh which is unusual so like we'll have one of the boys homes they'll go mow grass for shut-ins or they'll work at the um food food pantry and you know initially they'll be complaining about that and it's like you know What's the what's the verse? You know, he who refreshes others will be refreshed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a huge energy that comes from serving others. Right? Yeah, that's great. So so it's been neat because sometimes fun is counterintuitive. It's like, well, why is this this thing going to be fun? And, <laughs> you know, and then by time we get done, we do it. We go out to Dairy Queen afterwards. I mean, that was the best day I had in a long time. Right. You know, so so, yeah. it, you know, fun is a has a wide variety of meanings. So. I think anytime you can tie into purpose and do the right thing, that's fun. So speaking of fun and <laughs> sort of challenge all wrapped up in one, tell us about this 5K. Oh, my gosh. Maybe <laughs> you should tell us about the 5K because you actually ran it, right? I have, yeah. And you came back. Uh, uh, eventually. It, it took a while. <laughs> it is a hilly course. Oh, my gosh. I probably just shouldn't even say this, but I'm just going to say it because it's the truth. When I saw our course, because we have such a hilly campus, I literally thought they're going to come one time and no one's ever going to come back because it is brutal. But they keep coming back. So well, I love it. I'm trying to remember. Didn't you uh, on year two reverse the course? Yeah. So, I don't know if that changed the hills at all. It didn't really. It was a delusion. That, oh, they changed the course. Right. It's still awful. So uh, the other thing that cracks me up is it's a peach tree. I'm not a runner, as you can tell by how I talk about this. It's a uh, peach tree qualifier, I oh, guess. Yeah. Is it? It is. Okay, great. But I'm thinking no one's going to have their pe- personal best time no. at run the ranch. No. <laughs> so it's Not like, with a course like that. You probably won't qualify for the peach tree <laughs> if you come and run at Eagle Ranch. <laughs> it is a nice way to go see the ranch, though. Yes. You get a chance to uh, really appreciate uh, how it's developed and built out, and you get to see a lot of the amenities. And of course, there are a lot of Fun people there. There are uh, a lot of some fun of them are there. dressed weird. Yes, uh, I remember uh, uh, that uh, when I looked in the mirror that morning. Uh, uh, what Matt is referring to was his entire team 
who were running showed up as nerds. And so they were running in plaid shorts and pocket protectors and taped glasses. What was weird is the I was the only one that didn't have to dress up. I just wore my normal <laughs> stuff and I fit right in. So. He must be the leader. (laughs) He's their fearless leader. So, so yes. So, Run the Ranch is coming up. It's Saturday, June the 1st. Um, You can go online to eagleranch.org and all the details are there. It it is a fun, it is a fun day. We have a, a run. We have a fun run for the kids, which is like a little under a mile, I think. And then we have a 1.5 mile uh, nature walk that is just gorgeous around the lake and up in the woods. Lots of food, music, drinks. It's a joyful, talk about <laughs> fun and joyful uh, event for sure. And all the all the proceeds go to the children in the program. I think last year we netted I don't know, close to about $30,000, maybe a little bit more. Yeah, terrific. And thank you, Rocket IT. They're our presenting sponsor, and it's a lot of fun, and it's beautiful. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about how folks can get involved. I know that if we want to run, we can come do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, We can bring a corporate team if we want. Yeah. But there are also sponsorship opportunities. Tell us a little bit about what those opportunities look like. Yes. So we have several different sponsorship opportunities that include varying degrees of swag, (laughs) Uh, it's completely tax deductible so uh, again it's a great benefit Uh, we have a lot of companies that sponsor the ranch sponsor the race and then bring their employees to run and kind of make it like an employee day Mm. yeah Uh, so it's a great way to bond with your team and and just have some fellowship with your team while doing a great thing for the ranch so all that's on our website there's all kinds of levels uh, we also need volunteers. Oh, okay. That's on our website. Yeah. Also, I think last year it took about 100 volunteers Wow! Uh, to pull that thing off. Huh. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so if you want to volunteer, you can do that. I love yeah, it. just come and come and run. <laughs> so where can I go to find more information about the 5K? Okay. So you just want to go to eagleranch.org. Uh-huh. And then we have a, uh, a pull-down menu called Get Involved, and it'll be Love in that it. Get Involved. So it's very easy to find. I even think we have one of our ads on the home pages dedicated to run the ranch. But you got to do okay. so soon, especially if you want to sponsor. I think we're trying to wrap up sponsors in the next week or so by like uh, May 15th. Oh, wow. May right 18th. around the corner. That's next week, I think. Right. Okay. And, only, and the only reason wrapping up is if you, you want your name on the shirt. We would ah. still love to have you to be a sponsor the day of. You just don't get your name on the shirt. So it's a write-in. That's right. That's right. We'll get out the Sharpie and uh, add you to it. So, yeah. I love it. And if people want to learn more about Eagle Ranch in general, uh, should they reach out to you? Absolutely. What's I'd the be best a great, way to do that? Best way to start. Uh, my email address is kbrewer at eagleranch.org. And if it's not me that you need to talk to, I will get you plugged into who you need to talk to, depending upon how you might want to serve or get involved. So I'd love to hear from you. I love it. Well, on that note, I think it's time to wrap up this segment of the Rocket IT Podcast. Say it isn't so. Uh, it's been <laughs> quickly, didn't it? Yes. Uh, while the values discussed in this episode reflect the missions of Rocket IT and Eagle Ranch, It's important for an organization's leaders to take the time to carefully define the unique values that most effectively portray uh, your organization's purpose. Well, Kelly, from myself and audiences near and far, we want to say thank you for the spending time with us today. Eagle Ranch's mission, the values it instills, and reflect on uh, an admirable and noble cause. Thank you. Thank you so much, Matt. It was a pleasure. To everyone listening, thank you for tuning in. 
We hope this segment has encouraged you to reflect deeply upon the values you hold most dear, while also thinking of effective methods to apply them within your place of work. Once again, if you should have any other questions pertaining to the information discussed in today's episode, please feel free to send us an email at marketing at rocketit.com. Additionally, if you or someone you know is interested in learning more about the impact Eagle Ranch has on the lives of local community members, we encourage you to attend this year's Run the Ranch 5K and Fun Run on June 1st. Even if you don't plan on running, this event provides an exclusive chance to explore Eagle Ranch's expansive campus while also learning about potential involvement opportunities. For more details on how you can register to attend, either click the link in this episode's description or check out the Get Involved section of Eagle Ranch's website. From myself and the other members of the Rocket IT team, we truly hope to see you there.